Welcome back to Gospel Adorned. I'm Brianna. And I'm Gabriella. And on this episode, we are going to be wrapping up our three-part series on New Age. We're going to be discussing psychics, tarot cards, witchcraft, astrology, and the Enneagram. Uh, So if you are involved in any of these or know someone that's involved in any of these, this is a great episode for you to gain some wisdom and knowledge on what the Bible has to say about these types of things. Yeah. And not that we're getting too in depth on all of them. Like we don't want to make this, I don't know, totally informational or educational. We, we just want to like show where in scripture it's condemned and warn you about it. Um, Because we've even had to be watchful about how much we have intaked from these topics because it's just, I don't know, messing with, it's just, a dark right. topic. It is. So we want to be careful and um, we hope not to be a stumbling block to anyone because I know these things are so interesting and intriguing, but um, we just want to be firm in our stance to you guys that it's not biblical. Yeah. So like Gab said, we're not going to get too in-depth on teaching you what these are. It's more so uh, just gaining that wisdom on you know, what God has to say about these things mm-hmm. in his word. Yeah. So we're going to start out with psychics, uh, psychic mediums. The Bible several times talks about psychics and mediums and it condemns against all of this. And we're also going to mention the occult. And that's basically just any form of like magic, spiritual, mm-hmm. this whole realm. Yeah. That the new age kind of touches in. Mm. So horoscopes, tarot cards, astrology, fortune tellers, palm readings, and seances, those all fall into this category as well. And we've talked about some of these already. So these practices are all based on the concept that there are gods or spirits or deceased loved ones that can give advice and guidance. So when you go to a psychic medium and... Typically, you're going there so that they can talk to a loved one or somebody who has passed and you want to find some answers to whatever it is that you have. And these gods or these spirits that they're talking to mm-hmm. are essentially demons. Right. In 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen through 15, it says, And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light it is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness Mm -hmm. their end will be what their actions deserve yeah so they're like disguising themselves these demons as angels of light or as it says servants of righteousness yes so uh psychic is different than a witch Uh, So we are going to get into witchcraft, but in both modern and ancient times, Mm -hmm. a medium is a person who communicates with spirits apart from the use of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So they're just summoning up these demons or... Just to get insight, like even if it's just not a died loved one, deceased, but the future, like what your future says... They're trying to get information. They don't under, maybe they don't know that the information they're getting it from is demons. 
which we've discussed, um, they know in part, but they don't know like God. He, right. They, they're not omniscient. They Om- only know what God lets them know. Mm-hmm. So, and the Bible doesn't give us any reason to believe that our deceased loved ones can contact us. We know that if they were believers, mm-hmm. then they're in heaven. And if they weren't, then they're in hell. And that's that's very clear cut in the Bible. So believing that we can contact them at any time is just wouldn't make any sense and would contradict what it says in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it it's not like you go to a psychic and they might tell you things that only these deceased loved ones would know and that's what gets people hooked yeah is because satan and his demons will give a psychic all of this information about somebody to get them hooked Mm -hmm. and to make them think like oh wow like i have this you know this access to these people and you want to keep going and you keep going Mm -hmm. and the sad part is is like parents they will go in to a medium and seek out um, or seek out a medium to get in touch with their child. And but what they really don't know is the spirit that's speaking to them is a demon pretending to be their child. And that is just the scariest, mm-hmm. saddest thing, yeah. honestly. Yeah, the whole thing is just deceptive. And that's what Satan wants to deceive and lure people in and away from God. Um, So any involvement with these practices, including asking mediums for guidance, like we said, like Bree said, is strongly warned against in the Bible. Um, And it appears innocent at first, but people can find themselves, like you said, lured in and addicted and going back, Mm -hmm. um, paying all this money to them. And allowing Satan to control and ultimately, you know, cause destruction in their lives without knowing it, perhaps. Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be self-controlled and alert. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So we have to be on alert for these things. And for people who might be new to Christianity, who might not have known that these things are condemned, uh, we have scripture to, sh- to show you um, that all communication with the dead is condemned. It doesn't matter um, if they were a believer or not, like the, the dead person you're trying to talk to. Um, there should just be no communication there. And that these spirit beings originates with man um, the only communication with spirit beings that originates with man is allowed in scripture is that of prayer to God and he alone. Yeah. So the only, yeah, the only spiritual being we should ever talk to is God. Right. And not that he's dead because God is alive. Right. He is exactly. Risen. <laughs> yeah. So he's the only spiritual. Yeah. God, he's the only God <laughs> and the only one that you should be connecting to in prayer and so in First Chronicles 10, 13 to 14, so it says, So Saul died for, breach, for his breach of faith. He broke faith with the Lord in that he did not keep the command of the Lord, 
and also consulted a medium seeking guidance. He did not seek guidance from the Lord. Therefore the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. So in this um, Chronicles passage, Saul actually goes to a medium, um, also known as a necromancer, and a witch, a witch of Endor, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And um, so he's seeking Samuel, the prophet, to prophesy to him again, even though Samuel had already died and been with, been with God in heaven. And God allowed that in that one circumstance. But again, it doesn't allow that to go on. It's, it's showing us here in this passage that he died for his breach of faith, and that this was breaking faith with the Lord yeah. by doing this, consulting a medium, not seeking guidance from the Lord. So really this verse is also showing that they have nothing to offer um, and that only God can give you guidance. So seek the Lord and him alone. Yeah. And some there are several psychic or ex-psychics now that were saved and came to Christ the one that I I listened to her podcast I think she's newer I found her on TikTok Mm -hmm. uh the hand her handle is ex-psychic saved I cannot remember her name Jen (laughs) Jen yes Jen uh she's great and who's the lady that she always Marsha Montenegro yeah yeah. She's another good one too. They're all they always talk together. And that's a good resource if you want to know more about this topic and how they came out of mm-hmm. being psychics and or saved. And it's just interesting testimony mm-hmm. to see how someone can be so deep into this. Yeah. And then the Lord can bring them out of that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and they try to bring light to this and warn people against it. Yeah. And um, just try to be informational again and not like trying to cause people to stumble. Right. And like we've said before, uh, this is, this can be brought into the church and can be disguised as prophets who were psychics and are now in the church claiming to, you know, know all of these like futuristic fortune telling and or just hearing from you know they could be hearing from demons and trying to pass themselves off as prophets whether it's factual or not uh, you just need to be careful mm-hmm. and we talked about that in the first episode in this series right if you want to go back and listen if you haven't uh so now we want to get into did you have anything else to say about that um, I was just trying to find this resource. Um, we mentioned it in the first episode, but I believe it's called Christian Answers for the New Age. And that's like the website that Marsha Montenegro started. She has a ton of articles on every topic. Um, again, be, you know, watchful and sensitive to what you can handle with all this information. Yeah. But again, she's just being informational and, um, condemning these things from she was an astrologer and we'll talk about that a little bit yeah and okay so we are going to get into tarot cards these are we're not going to get too in-depth with tarot cards 
Uh, they're used by psychic, psychic mediums a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're associated with divination, and that's the unlocking the secrets of the future by occult or spiritual, uh, supernatural means. And divination is strictly prohibited mm-hmm. in the Bible. Uh, in Leviticus 19.26, it plainly says, do not practice divination or seek omens. Mm-hmm. And tarot card reading definitely falls within the scope of this um, prohibition. And in some cases, tarot card reading can be guided by demons. I mean, yeah, or it's just a load of bunch of baloney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, we mentioned that when we were in school. Yeah. We've done this and they bring yeah. these into the schools. So if you are Ugh. a parent. I know. And your kid goes to public school, just be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. Um, get as involved as you can with, you know, it's usually the senior events. Yeah. yeah. Or the high school events that will have things like this. So just be aware. Uh, Gab, if you want to get more into what the Bible says about the tarot cards. Yeah. And there's a story specifically in Acts 16, 16 to 18. Um, we won't turn to it, but it just describes a girl who was possessed by a demon. And the people in charge of her were exploiting her basically to use her to be a fortune teller uh, and make money off of her. And Paul rebuked the, the demon out of her, and then the people who owned her, essentially, um, tried to get him in trouble and, yeah, said that he was causing a ruckus in the, in the streets. And so it's definitely something to beware. Yeah, I mean, that's a prime example of demons yeah. are the ones that exactly. are controlling all of this. Yeah. We know that God already gave us what we need Mm -hmm. in the Bible and you're not getting your future from God. His will for you is clear in the Bible. And as long as you follow that, then your future after death should be apparent to you of what will happen. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're saved, uh, so yeah, don't, don't fall into that. I know. I know. Trap. I said I wouldn't read it, but <laughs> it's just <laughs> such an interesting story because um, when he called her, well, to his attention, when Paul called her, she said, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And it's just like even the demons call, you know, things of God, like, He's the most high God. They even um, spoke to Jesus this way directly. Um, So she's saying these are servants of the most high God. So these demons know who God is and they tremble in fear because of what he ultimately is going to do to them. Right. And yeah, just it like Bree said, it it shows that demons are behind all of this. Mm -hmm. It's so. It's no joke. Bone chilling. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's no joke. Demons are real. The spiritual realm is real. Yeah. We're not denying that any of this is fake. You can play with it all you want because you don't think it's real, but it is. And once you start dabbling in this, then the key is to get you hooked. Mm-hmm. And that's why right. 
you know, if your fortune teller tells you that mm-hmm. you're going to come into a lot of money and then the next week you hit the lottery, yeah. well, now you're hooked yeah. <laughs> and now you're going to keep going back mm-hmm. and yeah, it sucks you in. Yeah. Um, so even Solomon warned about this and just offered wisdom about knowing the future in Ecclesiastes 7.14. It says, when times are good, be happy, but when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. So it's just like, don't even, Don't even go there. Don't even try. (laughs) Yeah. Like, whether good or bad, this is from the hand of the Lord. Right. So knowing it ahead of time isn't going to change anything. I feel like it would just give you more anxiety. Yeah. Knowing. Yeah. There's a lot to discuss in that. I feel like there's so much now with technology and, I don't know, genetic testing (laughs) is like a whole other topic that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So in Ecclesiastes 8, 7, he writes this, since no one knows the future, who can tell someone what what is to come? So again, only God holds the future, and only he truly knows what will happen. Um, Isaiah 46.10 discusses. And if you desire to have peace about your future, you can only get that through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Romans 8.17 talks about that, the future being bright for those who know him. Right. Yeah, and what a test in faith if you are tempted to go to this fortune teller, you see something and you're like, "Ah, I just want to know, like, no, just have faith in God and know that Mm -hmm. whatever's put in your path is put there by God. And whether it's good or bad, like we said, it's from the Lord and he is in control of all of this. So all of this, if you haven't caught on to the, uh, the theme here is just having control over what only God can control Mm -hmm. and trying to be God. Yeah. And we know what happens when someone tries to be God. Yeah. I mean, look at Adam and Eve, Mm -hmm. look at Satan. Right. What, what happens when you try to be God? Nothing good Mm -hmm. comes of that. So, yeah, so, okay, moving on to witchcraft. And witchcraft, you know, we tend to think, oh, this is obvious. Mm-hmm. Like spells, yeah. potions, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And obviously it is condemned by God, and we know not to even dabble in this. I feel like this is the most obvious one out of all of them. But what is interesting is the Wiccan beliefs that society has adopted as normal. So it is starting to hide itself mm. in society. And when I was researching this topic, the I think the scariest thing is I found so many articles mm-hmm. on how to become a witch in oh, like teen magazines, like yeah. L magazine, like wow. stuff I used to read when I was young yeah. and it's glamorizing being a witch. And I think we look at all of these movies like, yeah. um, the Hocus Pocus movies and all of the other (laughs) Halloween movies that Mm -hmm. glamorize being a witch. And that's a whole other topic of 
you know, filtering the movies and the things that your kids watch. Right. Uh, but it does glamorize all of that. And, mm-hmm. and people I know. Influencers. Right. And people I know from high school mm. are witches or they put in their bio that they're a witch or oh call themselves witches. And it is, it's scary. Uh, but and something that I said we think is so obvious Mm -hmm. that is bad just is glamorized by society like Mm -hmm. so many other awful things but Mm -hmm. so some of these beliefs that come from the Wiccans are that are now considered normal Mm -hmm. um one of them sexual liberation Mm -hmm. so there's no rules uh, sexuality is a no rule sexuality is a hallmark of Wicca uh, anything that doesn't harm anyone is considered and is consensual is okay that is what they believe mm-hmm. and look at our society and what they believe yeah. the same thing mm-hmm. as long as you consent right it's okay mm-hmm. according to the world according to the world mm-hmm. but we know right that sex is is meant to be between a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. And the next one is a very controversial topic, <laughs> which we will probably have an episode on. Yeah. Um, so don't yell at me for this one. <laughs> but feminism. Yeah. Uh, feminists and disaffected women have been drawn to witchcraft throughout history, which I think is very true. A lot of the people that I know that are claiming to be witches or dabble in this are very hardcore feminists. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying all of the people that I know that are feminists are witches. Right, right. Not uh, making that correlation. But yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And the majority of Wiccans today are women. And because when you think of witches, you think of women. Yeah. And Wiccans have been effective in capitalizing on what they believe is Christendom's poor track record on the treatment of women. Mm-hmm. Um, Wiccans are offended by thinking of God as God the Father and have come up with a counterpart that they call goddess. I mean, you see... The goddess culture. I can't tell you how many counts yeah. that I see on social media that say... God is a woman or, I mean, Ariana Grande has a song wow. called God is a woman. No. And, I I knew that. That's crazy. and they'll say like, I don't know what God is doing today, but she's going hard or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Bible's pretty what? clear. About <laughs> it's very, very clear <laughs> the <father>. on that. <laughs> and <the son. laughs> yeah, we know and about he, God because of the Bible and the Bible says mm-hmm. it's, God is the father. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I checked, a father is a man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that all goes into the feminist oh. movement and the Wiccans push that. Mm-hmm. And that is creeping into society a lot. Right. It isn't crept in. It's saturated it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, nature worship. Uh, Wiccans revere nature. They created an affinity link with ancient Druid, Druidism? 
Druidism? That one I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is from an uh, article. The, yeah, this is from an article that I got. I obviously don't know everything about witchcraft, but this is what they believe. Um, and other nature-centric pagan movements. So they are concerned with the changing seasons and the cycles of the moon. They are looking for harmony with nature rather than dominion over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I don't know, on Instagram, like, parties that they would have with, like, they would make this flower arrangement, like, a circle, and, like, have yeah. all these beautiful designs and, and ways that it goes around, and, like, a medella. I, I don't know, but it was, it was like witch, witchcraft. Right. Yeah. I, uh, actually had a former client that I really didn't want to take on. Uh-huh. Um, my partner, I, she wanted to take them on. In photography. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, in oh. my marketing. Oh. And she, I guess it, I don't, it wasn't really then I didn't see it as witchcraft but I knew it was wrong Mm. and she promoted these like I guess they would be kind of like rituals or ceremonies or something where it was like a full moon Mm. ceremony where they would get together and they would like do these things during the full moon and she really wanted to talk about how your period like coincides with like if you have a full moon it's your ovulation or whatever which I don't know any woman who has the exact ovulation day as me (laughs) so that just doesn't make any sense yeah but that is something that I'm seeing a lot more of Hmm. and just like uh the moon and whatnot and then yeah so that is yeah everything that from my research I've seen how um witchcraft has been creeping into society mm-hmm. kind of disguising itself as these new norms new norms yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the more we expose the culture to it through media right the more we'll accept it as a culture <laughs> like right that's their plan and prerogative yeah. uh yeah so witchcraft and spiritism, they often involve the ritualistic use of magic potions and mind-controlling drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know that using illicit drugs can open up ourselves yeah. to the invasion of demonic spirits. And we'll have a whole other episode mm-hmm. on drugs and what yeah. that can open you up to. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, things can be so seems so innocent i mean i'm victim to that yeah of Mm -hmm. drugs in my past right and yeah so and 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 then people can take it a step further and they can take these substances to try to achieve an altered state of consciousness Mm -hmm. and that is a form of witchcraft and we know that there are only two sources of spiritual power god and satan and satan only has the power that god gives him and God obviously has power over Satan and is right. more powerful. Uh, but Satan does have the power to manipulate us. Mm-hmm. And so when you try to have power yourself mm-hmm. through witchcraft, trying again, trying to be like God. Yeah. Uh, and I 
to seek spirituality, knowledge, or power apart from God is idolatry, Mm. which is also closely related to witchcraft. And Isaiah 8, 19 says, when someone tells you to consult mediums or spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult with the dead on behalf of the living? Mm -hmm. And so when we follow these words, to their logical conclusion, then we can also ask why seek any power Mm -hmm. apart from the source of all real power? So why, why would you seek spirits who are not the Holy spirit? Why are you seeking to have this power or get in touch with this spiritual realm? Yeah. Um, and so witchcraft and its many counterparts promise spirituality but lead only to emptiness and death along with all of this other stuff. I mean, you Mm -hmm. are trying to take things in your own hands and God is never going to give you the power that he has. Right. And you're never going to be able to have that power and you're just going to be left wanting more and more and more and you get power hungry and yeah. Yeah. And then these witches that think that they can control things with the moon or Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. When I think of witches, I think of like a love potion, <laughs> yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I mean, that's, I kind of think of it as like a joke yeah, almost. Like I always thought like, mm, this is not real, but it is real. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I think all these movies in Hollywood want us to think like, oh, it's just silly, mm-hmm. but it is actually real. Right. Like there is some power behind it, like we said, but. It's not from God. You have to test the spirits and and know that this is condemned like we talked about. Yeah. So hopefully this scares you (laughs) (laughs) out of out Out of of dabbling into any of this. Not scares you in general, but you should only fear God. But uh, scares you away from this. Right. Warning flags everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And especially how pervasive it is with the young culture. Like, I don't even know too much about this stuff, but I'm sure a middle schooler can educate me on what witchcraft is all about. Yeah. It's it's just becoming so much uh, more like even just researching like what it is, just so many articles geared towards young girls. Yeah. And they, you could see their target is children. They want your children. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, there's celebrities yeah. Who are known to be, which is uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, that's right. Uh, has, is a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's public knowledge. No, or I, I feel like I need something. Like if she <laughs> shares that. Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift. That's the, like recent. Yeah. As there's, she does witchcraft mm-hmm. at her concert. Yeah. And. That like shocked me, but but didn't at the same time. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> she's scary. not at, like, maybe she's just pretending to do it, but whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, not she has cool. such a young audience. And yeah. 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 Uh, and then, all right, so let's get into astrology. Yeah. Which um, I guess kind of plays off of witchcraft when we go into like the moon right, and all of that. Like the nature realm of it. Yeah. Um, and like we mentioned, there is a good, on that ex-psychic saved, epi- yeah. there's an episode on astrology. There's an episode on a couple of things, yoga, and um, she's making more and more. But it was a really good episode I listened to with Marsha Montenegro. And some of the things I'll, we'll discuss, um, like they talk about that more in depth mm. with that. 
Um, but Marsha comes from an astrology background. She was doing this in the occult, as she calls it. And these New Age practices, they take God's creation and twist it to create a false belief. And um, Marsha in the episode emphasizes that it's not the same as astronomy, so not to get them confused. Um, astronomy is the study of the planets and the stars in space. And there's nothing wrong or condemning about that. Like we're studying God's creation through astronomy. Right. astronomy. Um, but astrology uses astronomical facts, like scientific facts, like moon cycles and other things, where the stars are aligned and this and that. And they assign new meaning to them. So that's where it gets dicey, and that's where the occult comes in because mm-hmm. they are proclaiming that this interprets that and this says this about your love life or about bad luck that will come if you do this. So it's just very superstitious. And um, a lot of it, even she says, is like not true. Um, but again, the demons are going to use this to yeah. get you hooked and um, deceive you. So just some verses about nature and the heavens just in general from um, Psalm 8, 3 and 19, 1 talk about the heavens are God's handiwork. And Psalm 147, 4 says he has all the stars numbered and named. So if you want to go to anyone about learning about space, like, yeah, <laughs> ask, you know, go to God. Or the scriptures, because that's where God reveals himself is through the scriptures. And the Bible says that the stars, along with the sun and the moon, were given for signs and seasons, Genesis 1.14. And so that is that they were marked, they were meant to mark a time for us. Um, just like the sun revolves and we have night and day, right. um, just like we revolve around the sun and we have, you know, summer and spring and winter. Um, And like sundials, like they use sundials to tell the time. Like there is a meaning for like all of this has a purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And they are also signs in the sense of navigational indicators. Yeah. I mean, I know, I think they would use it in, um, like captains on a ship or something to know where they are in the ocean. (laughs) Like amazing. Um, I don't know how they navigated without technology back then, but they knew based on what God has revealed to them um, and what God has given them as their roadmap. So throughout history, men have used the stars to chart their course around the globe, which is just so amazing. Um, And God used the stars as an illustration of his promise to give Abraham an innumerable seed, Genesis 15, 5, that his offspring will be more than the, you know, like the stars or the sand in the the ocean. And um, so every time Abraham looked at the night sky, he had a reminder of God's faithfulness and goodness. And the final judgment of the earth will be accompanied by... Astro, astronomical events related to the stars. So that's indicated further in Isaiah 13, 9 through 10, Joel 
3:15 and Matthew 24:29. So God, you know, uses his creation for his purposes and then people came around and yep. twisted that and made their own purposes for it and were deceived. Yeah, I mean we see that in so many other things. Right. As well. Uh, God created these amazing things for a purpose and it's like anything that, you know, God gave a, a purpose to society wants to take it and flip it to the evil side of things right. and for their own purposes. Right. And new age does that with everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So the new age side of this astrology is um, so astrology is the interpretation of an assumed influence that the stars and the planets exert on human destiny. Again, trying to figure out, Mm -hmm. you know, purpose and whatnot apart from God. And according to astrology, the sign that you were born under, so Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, or Capricorn Mm -hmm. impacts your destiny. And this is a false belief. So, yeah, and I think we both shared that we were pretty into the, what do they even call it? The The Zodiac. Zodiac signs. Yeah. Yeah. And I, because I feel like it is so normalized. Like this out of I mean, anything. It's in the newspaper. Right. Like. <laughs> this out of anything. Yeah. Well, obviously with yoga also. Right. Yeah. Is looked at not even in the light of being bad. a new age. Yeah. Or bad or evil. Or bad or evil. Yeah. And it is, so you know, you think of it as so innocent. I always thought of it as so innocent. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I never took it seriously. Yeah. Like I didn't base my life around it but people do and that's Uh where it gets so sad is that people will use these zodiacs and use it as an excuse for this is why I am the way that I am this is my purpose in life this is yeah this zodiac sign gives me my personality right right I need to dress according to my Mm -hmm. to my zodiac sign because that's you know, going to give me all of these great things. And so I can attract my compatible yeah, so I can tra- yeah. person. <laughs> oh, I can't date you because You're we're not, not compatible. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that is just not what God wants right. at all. And as Christians, we shouldn't be practicing any of this because it goes against our faith in God. And uh, God specifies that astrologers are among those who will be burned Mm -hmm. as stubble in God's judgment. Mm -hmm. And it says in Isaiah 47, 13 through 14, it says, all the advice you receive has made you tired. Where are all your astrologers, those Mm -hmm. stargazers who make predictions each month? Let them stand up and save you from what the future holds. But they are like straw burning in a fire. They cannot save themselves from the flame. You will get no help from them at all. Their hearth is no place to sit for warmth. Hmm. Like, wow. God is just like, where are they at? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
you really think that this is what you're going to look up to. Mm -hmm. You really are going to give power to whoever is coming up with these meanings like, oh, because you're a Sagittarius, you, mm -hmm. I don't know, are super uh, promiscuous. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm just going to blame it on, you know, that I'm a Sagittarius and why I want to date whoever I want to date. And I don't need to be locked down because I'm a Sagittarius or I don't even know if that's what that means. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, and then so astrology is a form of divination that is ex expressly forbidden in scripture. God forbade the children of Israel to worship or serve the hosts of heaven. And that's in Deuteronomy 419 and several times in their history. Uh, Israel did fall into that very sin. You can find that in second Kings uh, 17, 16. That's just one example. Uh, their worship of the stars brought God's judgment each time. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're doing when you right. give power to anything but God mm -hmm. is, like we said, idolatry right. and worship. Mm -hmm. Looking to anything for answers is worshiping that. Yeah. Other than the Bible, our wisdom comes from God. It doesn't come from the stars. The Bible should be our only guide through our life. Mm -hmm. It says in Psalms 119.105, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And that should be our only guide, mm -hmm. not these Zodiac guides or right, right. whatever. And don't give any power to it, mm -hmm. even if you're just jokingly doing it. Like, yeah. And I hate that I did that. Yeah. And that I gave any power to it. Right. Me too. But like, yeah, we didn't know we weren't saved at the time. Right. And even after being saved, still being involved in things like yoga, yeah, meditation. Like, I'm so glad I became discerning at a yeah. certain point. And I'm so glad for people who talked about it and warned me that this is not something a Christian should delve into at all. Right. And, right. yeah, that's just amazing what you were reading. Even Isaiah 47, I mean, I read Isaiah before, but, like, maybe glanced over that verse. Like, wow, I right. just... In the NASB, it uses the word astrologers. And if you're thinking, oh, well, that translation, like, what if they didn't know? No, it's like those who prophesy by the stars, who predict the, the moon, new moons and right. yeah, that they should be like stubble and fire. And, you know, so it's like, yeah, there's no going around that. Like, even even God if, condemns it. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're giving power to something, something that's not God. Yes. And you're getting purpose for your life when our purpose is to glorify God. Mm -hmm. And that is very clear as Christians, what our purpose is and what our identity should be. And we shouldn't identify mm -hmm. as Virgos and whatever. Yeah. We should identify as children of God. Right. And that's where we should seek our comfort. And if you just keep putting your identity in these mm -hmm. false things, you're going to be empty. Right. And this is a good segue for the Enneagram mm -hmm. because the Zodiac signs similarly, you know, put their identity in these signs and personalities. And the Enneagram is all about personality types. 
So we'll go into the history a little bit on this one. Um, the Enneagram is a categorization tool that classifies personality into a typology of nine interconnected personality types or ego fixations, which is your outer self. Um, so they're conditioned by society. Um, these like ego fixations, for instance, or your upbringing. So you, you know, come up with these reasons why you are this way. Um, these influences and in outer influences in your life and to identify, um, the identity who you thought you were, um, the point of the whole thing is to like dismantle that and uncover the essence within you, which is your true self or inner divine self is what those who follow this closely uh, really want to uncover. So they don't even so much associate with the ego fixation outer self, they want to dive deeper and find that inner self. And this causes a false narrative that we have as like our identity. And we'll talk about it some more, but even as Brie was talking about with, oh, I'm this certain way because of X, Y, Z, like you can do the same thing with the Enneagram, making you unaccountable for sin or making yourself act like you're unaccountable, where that's, you know, a lie because you are. Everyone is accountable, has to stand before God on judgment. So, but, you know, just to say, oh, my, I just have these angry personality traits. So, like, anger is just part of yeah. who I am. And it's like, no, anger is a sin that we should um, try to get rid of and, you know, try to work through and turn from that, repent from that. So anyways, the earliest mention of the Enneagram is found in the writings of a Russian occultist, P.D. Uspensky, who attributes it to his teacher, um, the Greek-American occultist, uh, Georges uh, Gurdjieff. And it was left to another occultist, so I don't know, like, all the background behind it, but, like, one guy was mentored by another, or, you know, this was his teacher. And um, Oscar Ichazo connected the Enneagram to personality. So he claimed to have discovered the personality-type meaning of the Enneagram, when it was taught to him by the archangel Metatron while this Achazo guy was high on mescaline. So similar to what Bree said with the witchcraft, he yeah. was using illicit drugs to gain revelation from, mm -hmm. I mean, demons essentially because he even named this, you know, spirit guide Metatron. And sounds like Megatron. Yeah, like from sounds <laughs> like it. <laughs> it does. And so we shouldn't be seeking divination. Um, this is a sense of divination because it is a tool that was developed by someone who claims that it was handed down to him from a vision, um, which sounds a lot like a demon, handed it down. And it is, a, it is a form of divination because you're using one thing to interpret another 
to guide you in life with different ways. And when viewed as a means by which to achieve some sort of spiritual liberation or spiritual growth, the Enneagram, obviously, as we're trying to show you, contradicts the Bible. So it has a, as 2 Timothy says, a form of godliness, but denies its power. And the churches just go off on this to say, this can be useful, this can be a tool, this can help in your marriage. I've heard it from a friend that, you know, they used the Enneagram for like their small group to talk about marriage. And I'm like, oh, wow. In church. Yeah. It was like a church small group. (laughs) And it's just like hard because I tried to talk about this isn't something that Christians should be doing um, and like send resources. (laughs) But yeah, there's a lot of churches who just use it and think it's a way to get the young people, you know, interested Mm -hmm. and coming back for more. And yeah, it's not to be, you shouldn't dive into this. Um, If you want to discover more about who you are, I mean, just discover yourself in light of God and how fall, how, how much we fall short. But, um, yeah, it's just not something that you need to be doing to improve your life in any way. Yeah. And yeah, it can just get so messy. Yeah. And I mean, it's something that was, like we said, um, discovered by and created by these occultists yeah and like just look at the origins of it right yeah the origin of it is no good right and you should do that with everything like but you know what is the origin of the bible (laughs) it is sound and reliable and trustworthy um but the origin of yoga you know no good right it's just yeah hinduism and polytheism. Um, and so, again, so many young people are lured in with this stuff. Uh, they even have it. I mean, I, I know I took a personality test for one of my college, like, career path yeah. type things. And I'm forgetting which one it was called. <laughs> but And there can be some accuracy to these. It's not like it's right. completely inaccurate. It, it, like these tests are made so that if you click these certain answers, yeah, then you tend to have these personality traits, which right can be accurate. I mean, we're not saying that it's not, but like we said, you know, it, the knowledge for all of this still ca- came from demons and mm-hmm. this spiritual realm that we shouldn't be in contact with or yeah. allow into our life and. Mm-hmm. the only spiritual being that should be in our lives is God. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just something, again, that we shouldn't put our identity in these things, yeah. but identify with Christ alone if you're in Christ and just that you don't need these things. I mean, any given personality test, it could change with the seasons and right. how you're feeling. Of, oh, I identify more with this statement than with this one. That could just be your mood you know, time of day, whatever. Right. But, um, and I've even heard that personality can change over time. And I truly am a firm believer of that because I was a different person. I mean, before yeah. Christ, I know we both can attest to that. Oh yeah, go, absolutely. Go back to our testimony. And that was all work of the Holy Spirit. He transformed us completely. 
Um, but even after being in Christ, you, you know, we grow in sanctification. We try to put off the deeds of the flesh and put on godliness. Um, so there is hope. You don't have to feel like you're bound to this one type, whatever yeah. you're feeling. But um, just know that through Christ, you can overcome sin and, yeah, again, be held accountable for it. Um, and not just use excuses like I'm just prone to this or that. But, you know, you can have an awareness of, okay, I tend towards anxiety in these situations. And that's like, okay, I think that's healthy. Yeah. Um, but to tackle it head on and not just be in despair. of Right. And not just make that your identity like, right. oh, I can't be in these situations because they give me anxiety. Yeah. We'll tackle that. Yeah. Yeah lean on Christ in those situations, figure out why it is that you have these anxieties and yeah. whatnot, but he can help you overcome it. Yeah. So just in summary, um, all of these things, as we've been repeating, they will leave you empty and void of any true peace or meaning in life, uh, which is what new agers are seeking this like hidden secret meaning and the things that we have discussed yoga crystals meditation psychic readings tarot cards enneagram witchcraft all of it they are all counterfeits which is a false imitation a copy of something to deceive and defraud and ultimately they will leave you worse off than you were before because by meddling in these things you're opening yourself up to yeah. demonic influence and we caution you and warn you, you know, to stay far away from it and be careful. And all of these things are ruled by the prince of the power of the air. And his reign is limited and Christ will come back and overpower him, overtake the devil one day. Um, and then we just wanted to end with Ephesians 2 just to give some gospel yeah. hope. Yeah. Uh, so Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, it says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Praise God. Yeah. That's How much hope that gives. Like mm -hmm. if you're stuck in uh, 
in this new age or whatever it is, or you're looking for purpose and whatnot, and you're, you're following the course of this world and the prince of the power of the air, turn to Christ. There's hope. There is hope for you Mm -hmm. and you won't feel empty. Right. And it'll give you, there's so much freedom in having a secure identity in Christ. Right. Because you're not looking, you're not seeking anything else. You have your identity, you have your purpose, Mm -hmm. and you can live every single day with this purpose of worshiping God, pleasing him, and it's good for you. Mm -hmm. It's not anything that's going to bring you discontentment but there are trials and there are tribulations and Mm -hmm. but working through those with christ Mm -hmm. is so much better than trying to work through them with any of these new age practices because it's empty right there's no power that it can give you because christ god holds all of the power yeah and these promises are so rich because instead of being left empty with this void, continually seeking and running this hamster wheel. It says that he might show you the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Immeasurable riches. There's an abundant life for those who follow Christ. So, again, if you're following New Age beliefs or know of anyone that you can share this episode to, um, we would encourage that. And our prayer is that that you would repent and turn to God, putting your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord and walking in righteousness before him. So I just want to close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about these hard, dark issues. And we just pray Uh, a covering of protection for all the listeners, um, that you would protect them from any evil darkness that's trying to penetrate, um, that can be influenced in these topics that we've discussed. We pray not to be a stumbling block for anyone, but to point people towards the light, towards your truth and your word. And Lord, only by your Holy Spirit can you convict the heart of those who need to hear this message and turn from their sin and turn from these practices that we have mentioned. How serious it is, Lord. And we know that we are to be set apart, that we are to be holy and righteous and walk in your ways. And we know that it is not through the occult, but through walking in righteousness, um, which is laid out in your word. We pray for the listeners that they would um, be called out by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.